Another exciting episode of Storytime Anytime. There are so many fun things to do during the month of October, like decorating or carving pumpkins. Each year, my family has a pumpkin carving contest. We all gather in the kitchen, pick out our favorite pumpkin pattern, or draw our own and have a friendly contest. It's filled with competitive laughter, and it's just a special time to be together and have fun. Once all the pumpkins are carved, we line them up on the counter, place a candle inside, turn off the lights, and take tons of pictures. Over the years, it has created many great memories. What about you? Do you have a favorite tradition that you like to do each year? Maybe it's making your own Halloween costumes together, or picking out pumpkins, making Halloween cookies, or telling spooky or not-so-spooky stories around a campfire. I have an idea. Let's listen to some silly, spooky fairy tales. I think you'll like the special monster twist to these classic stories. It was a dark and stormy night inside Monster Goose's house. All the little monsters were cozy and warm. Tonight, we're going to tell spooky fairy tales around the boiling stew pot, said Monster Goose. Oh, goody, said Zazu, and clapped her hands. Outside, the thunder clapped too. Mo, Hexter, and Zack clutched each other. Goria clutched her pet cat, Google, who was just as big as she was. I know a true spooky story, said Goria. This happened to a friend of mine, a little troll girl who was called Little Red Baseball Cap because she always wore a big red baseball cap. Goria's Story One day, Little Red Baseball Cap had to bring a basket of goodies to her grandmother's house in the deep, dark forest. In the basket, there were pickled frog's eggs, toadstool salad, rotten log biscuits, and a bottle of sweetened snail slime. Don't dilly-dally, said her mother, and don't talk to any three-eyed, long-snouted beasts with sharp, pointy teeth. I promise, said Little Red Baseball Cap. Little Red Baseball Cap set out. As soon as she entered the forest, she met a beast named Bill. He had three eyes, a long snout, and sharp, pointy teeth. Where are you going, asked Bill the beast. To my grandmother's house on Duck Feather Lane, said Little Red Baseball Cap, dilly-dallying. I know a shortcut, said Bill the Beast. You go this way and that way 
and then around and back, and then turn and go forward, and you can't miss it. Thank you, said Little Red Baseball Cab. She went this way and that way, and then around and back, and then she turned and went forward. Bill the Beast went straight to Grandmother's house, intending to eat Grandmother. But Grandmother saw the Beast and ran away before he could eat her. So the Beast decided to eat Little Red Baseball Cap instead. Bill the Beast put on Grandmother's nightcap, got into her bed, and waited for Little Red Baseball Cap. As soon as Little Red Baseball Cap walked into Grandmother's house, she suspected that all was not right. You're not my grandmother, she said to the beast. You have three eyes. The better to see you with, my dear, said the beast. You're not my grandmother. You have a big snout, said Little Red Baseball Cap. The better to snort at you, my dear, said the beast, snorting. You're not my grandmother. You have big sharp teeth, said Little Red Baseball Cap. The better to gobble you up, my dear, said the beast, jumping out of the bed. Oh, no, you don't, said Little Red Baseball Cap. I have a basket of goodies. Eat that. Bill the Beast ate all the pickled frog's eggs, the toadstool salad, the rotten log biscuits, and the whole bottle of sweetened snail slime. Yum, yum, he said. Thank you. That was good. I'll be on my way now. And the Beast went home. As soon as he was gone, Little Red Baseball Cap's grandmother came out of the cupboard where she had been hiding. What are we going to do? said Little Red Baseball Cap. I gave all our food to the beast, and now we have none. We'll just have to go to a baseball game and eat peanuts and popcorn instead, said Grandmother. And they did. That was a good spooky story, Goria, said Monster Goose. I've got goosebumps, said Mo. I'm glad to hear it, said Monster Goose. Would you like to tell a story now? Oh yes, said Mo. I'd love to tell a story now. Hang on to your shivers. Here it comes. Mo's Story Once upon a spooky time, there were three little blue goblins named Joe, Flo, and Arnold. They lived beside a graveyard in three little houses. Joe lived in a house made of spider webs. Flo lived in a house made of dead leaves. Arnold lived in a house made of old tombstones. Every night, they danced together in the moonlight. One hot day, a big bad dust devil came by and knocked on Joe's door. Little goblin, little goblin, let me in, he said. Joe grew blue goosebumps. Not by the bumps on my pretty blue skin, he said. Then I'll spin and I'll twirl and I'll blow your house in, said the dust devil. He spun and twirled, and the house of spiderwebs blew away. Eek, said Joe, as he ran to his sister Flo's house. The dust devil followed him down the road and knocked on Flo's door. Little goblin, little goblin, let me in, he shouted. Flo's blood ran so cold, she sweat ice cubes. Not by the bumps on my pretty blue skin, she said. Then I'll spin and I'll twirl and I'll blow your house in, said the dust devil. And he spun and twirled and blew the house of dead leaves away. Eek, said Flo as she and Joe ran to their brother Arnold's house. The dust devil followed them down the road and knocked on Arnold's door. Little goblin, little goblin, let me in, he shouted. Arnold giggled a goblin guffaw, not by the bumps on my pretty blue skin. 
Then I'll spin and I'll twirl and I'll blow your house in, said the dust devil. My house is made of tombstones. You can't blow it in, said Arnold. Watch this, said the dust devil. And he spun and twirled, but the house wouldn't fall down. This made the dust devil so mad that he spun and twirled again, but still the house wouldn't fall down. I'll get you yet, said the dust devil. He climbed up onto the roof, leapt to the top of the chimney, put his right foot in and his left foot in, slid straight down, and the dust devil was in the little tombstone house. The goblins ran into the closet and locked the door behind them. Come out, yelled the dust devil, come out. Now everybody knows that if you yell come out near a graveyard, you are likely to get a response. That's why nobody ever does it. But the dust devil yelled, come out again. And deep in the graveyard, beneath a huge tombstone, a great big zombie heard the dust devil call. Nobody's asked me out in ages, said the zombie. She put on her best hat, shuffled over to Arnold's house, and broke down the door. Hi, handsome, the zombie said to the dust devil. And she smiled a toothless smile. The dust devil yelled, help, it's a zombie, and he spun and twirled himself far away. The three little goblins were free at last. To celebrate, they danced with the zombie in the moonlight. And that's the end of my story, said Mo. It's your turn, Hexter, said Monster Goose. Hexter sat up tall and got ready to tell his tale. This story's my favorite story, he began. So listen carefully. Hexter's Story Once upon a tiny time, a little elf named Jack and his mom lived happily together in Small Valley. They were only 12 inches tall, but they had a regular-sized cow named Andra, who gave lots of milk. So Jack and his mom ate milky things, cheese, yogurt, and cream of tomato soup. Even their house was made of cottage cheese. Since they liked milk, they were very happy. Then a bad thing happened. The dish ran away with the spoon. This caused Andrew the cow to jump over the moon. After that, she stopped giving milk. If we have to count on Andra, said Jack, we're going to starve. We'll have to sell her and get another cow, said his mom. On his way to the market, Jack met a wizard hopping along the path. I've always wanted a jumping cow, said the wizard. I don't have any money, but I can give you these jumping beans. Plant them and you'll get lucky. Jack thought this was a good trade, so he handed over Andra and went home with the beans. But Jack's mom was angry. We can't eat jumping beans, she said, and threw the beans out the window. That night for dinner, they had to eat part of the chimney. When they looked up, they could see the stars through the hole they had made. The next morning, Jack awoke to find that the beans had grown into a huge vine that was so tall, Jack and his mom could not see the top. I'm going to climb it, said Jack. Maybe I'll find luck at the top. While I'm gone, you can eat the roof. Hurry, said his mom. I'm so hungry, I could eat the whole house. So up Jack climbed. At the top of the vine, Jack found another country, and in it he found a house, bigger than any he had ever seen. 
the door of the house opened and a vicious giant pixie named Mad Dog stepped out. He kicked the door closed, spat on his cat, ripped a rose from his rose bush, threw it away, and put a thorn in his lapel. Then Mad Dog went off into the woods behind his house and Jack slipped inside. The first thing Jack saw was a big duck sitting in the corner tied to a hook. Hi, little elf, said the duck. My name is Lucky Ducky. What's yours, and what brings you here? I was looking for luck, said Jack, who then told Lucky Ducky his sad story. You did find luck. You found me, said Lucky Ducky. That vicious giant pixie, Mad Dog, is a mean old guy. He washes his face in the frying pan, combs his hair with the leg of a chair, and goes to bed in his underwear. Unhook me, and take me away, and I will live with you and your mom, and give you an egg a week, which from the looks of you, should be plenty. It's a deal, said Jack. Just then, he heard the vicious giant pixie mad dog coming back. What shall I do, he asked. Quick, hide in the oven, said Lucky Ducky, and Jack jumped into the oven, and closed the door. Fee, fi, fo, fum, said the vicious giant pixie mad dog. I smell a tiny elf crumb. Where is the little snack hiding? There are no elves around here, said Lucky Ducky. Then she quickly laid an egg. Yo, lunch, said the vicious giant pixie mad dog. When he finished the egg, he sniffed the air again. Fee, fi, fo, fum, he said. I smell a tiny elf crumb. Now that you mention it twice, so do I, said Lucky Ducky. He's hiding in the chimney. The vicious giant pixie mad dog climbed into the chimney, but he was so big he got stuck. Help, he cried. Sit on my back, Jack, and I'll run, said Lucky Ducky. They were out the door in a flash and well on their way before the vicious giant pixie mad dog wiggled out of the chimney and ran after them. Lucky Ducky jumped off the edge of the country, flapped her wings, and sailed down to Small Valley with Jack on her back. The vicious giant pixie mad dog found the jumping bean vine and climbed down and down and down. Jack's mom ran out of the house with an axe in her hand. Cut the vine, she hollered. Jack swung the axe at the vine as hard as he could and the vine fell over. The vicious giant pixie mad dog fell onto the ground so hard it was the end of him. Lucky Ducky lived with Jack and his mom, who ate one egg a week. Jack used the eggshells to mend the hole in the roof. One day it rained, filling the crater that Mad Dog had made when he fell. Soon, Lucky Ducky had a nice duck pond. The stew wasn't quite ready, and the rain was still coming down in buckets. Monster Goose turned to Zack. Zack, she said, You'll have to tell us a story, too. I know a good story, said Zack. Here it is. Zack's Story Once upon a haunted time, three fire-breathing dragons lived in a house together. There was a big papa dragon, a medium-sized mama dragon, and a little baby dragon. One day, mama dragon made oatmeal for their breakfast, but it was too hot for them to eat. Because dragons breathe fire all the time, they need to eat cold food 
to cool off their tongues. So the three dragons went out for a walk to give the oatmeal plenty of time to get good and cold. While the dragons were gone, a little witch, who was just learning to ride, flew by on her broomstick. She was quite lost and hungry, and she decided to go into the house and find something to eat. The little witch found the oatmeal in the kitchen and tasted it. Mmm, good, nice and warm, she said and ate it all up. She ate Papa Dragon's big bowl of oatmeal. She ate Mama Dragon's medium-sized bowl of oatmeal. And she ate Baby Dragon's little bowl of oatmeal. Then she went into the parlor to find a seat and rest. Oh goody, she said, three chairs to choose from. A big chair, a medium-sized chair, and a little chair. She sat in the big chair, but it was too hard. She sat in the medium-sized chair, but it was too soft. She sat in the baby chair, and it was just right. And she rocked back and forth and back and forth, and then she broke the chair. So she went upstairs to look for a bed. Upstairs, the witch found three beds, a big bed, a medium-sized bed, and a little bed. She lay down in the big bed, but it was too hard. She lay down on the medium-sized bed, but it was too soft. She lay down on the small bed, and it was just right, so she fell asleep. Just then, the three dragons came home. Someone has eaten all my oatmeal, said Papa Dragon, and he breathed fire. Someone has eaten all my oatmeal, said Mama Dragon, and she breathed fire. Someone has eaten all my oatmeal, said Baby Dragon, and he breathed little sparks. They went into the parlor. Someone has sat in my chair, said Papa Dragon, and he breathed fire. Someone has sat in my chair, said Mama Dragon, and she breathed fire. Someone has sat in my chair and broke it, said Baby Dragon, and he breathed little sparks. They went upstairs. Someone has mussed up my bed, said Papa Dragon. Someone has mussed up my bed, said Mama Dragon. Someone has mussed up my bed and is still sleeping in it, said Baby Dragon. Get out, yelled Papa Dragon, and flame shot out of his snout. Get out, yelled Mama Dragon, and flame shot out of her snout. Get out, yelled Baby Dragon, and sparks flew from his snout. The little witch woke up. She had never seen a dragon before and was a little surprised and nervous. I'm going, she said. Just don't get so hot under the collar. With that, she ran away. Goodbye, yelled the dragons, and their flames burned the house down, and they had to go live in a cave. But that was all right. Dragons like caves better than houses, because caves don't burn down. Now it's my turn, said Zazu. My story is the spookiest one of all. Are you ready? We're ready, said Goria, Moe, Zack, and Hexter. I'm ready too said Monster Goose. Zazu's Story Once upon a creepy time, a beautiful purple princess with long hairy teeth and short hairy curls lived in a castle on the edge of an enchanted swamp. It was always nighttime, and bats, werewolves, vampires, black slithery snakes, and swamp monsters lived there. One night, the king announced it was time for the princess to get married. Three bats, 
four werewolves, two black slithery snakes, one vampire, one wizard, and a swamp monster asks for her hand. They are too spooky, said the princess. Send them away. The bats, the werewolf, the snakes, and the vampire went back to their old haunts in a huff. The swamp monster was very disappointed, and he crept back to his lagoon to mope in peace. But the wizard was angry, and he cast a spell upon the princess. You and everyone in the castle will sleep until the sun rises, he said. That night, everybody in the castle went to sleep, but since it was always nighttime in the kingdom, the sun never came up, and they never woke up. Years went by, the wizard died of old age, and no one could remove the spell. One day, a handsome purple prince with long, hairy teeth and short, hairy curls came riding through the kingdom. The moon was full, werewolves howled, bats flew everywhere, and vampires crept around saying, Good evening. All of a sudden, a big, slithery snake jumped out of a tree right onto the prince. He squeezed the prince and told him the story of the castle. That castle is under a spell. Anyone who goes to sleep inside it will never wake up, he hissed. Go in and take a look. The prince went inside and saw the sleeping princess. He fell in love with her purple skin, her long hairy teeth, and her short hairy curls. We are made for each other, he said. He waited for her to wake up, but she didn't. Before long, the prince grew tired. He yawned, his eyes closed. He was falling asleep. The prince went to the window and cried, Help me! Down in the black lagoon, the swamp monster heard him. He was tall, gooey, very strong, and he had a good heart. He had forgotten his disappointment over not getting to marry the princess and had married the nice swamp monster next door. They had 37 children, 89 grandchildren, and a pet fish named Ralph. When the swamp monster heard the prince, he rose up through the mud ran to the castle, picked up the prince, the princess, and the prince's horse, and carried them out of the kingdom. As soon as they reached the next kingdom, the sun came up. The princess awoke, saw the purple prince, and said, We were made for each other. After they thanked the swamp monster, they got married and lived happily ever after. From then on, every summer the prince and the princess went on vacation to the castle and the swamp monster helped them take sleepers from the castle back with them. Eventually, everybody who had fallen asleep because of the spell woke up. Those were very good stories, said Monster Goose, and the stew in the stew pot is ready to eat. And I'm ready to eat it, said Zazu. So Zazu, Moe, Goria, Hexter, and Zack ate stew with Monster Goose, and not one of them cared that it was raining outside because... They were all inside. I think the Mother Goose Monsters did a fabulous job telling stories. Phew, I think I'm ready for some monster stew too. How about you? Or maybe a cup of hot cocoa and a juicy apple would be best. This has been brought to you by Twin Sisters Digital Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe. 
If your children enjoyed these songs and stories, go to TwinSisters.com to find even more ways for them to sing and learn. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for our free download of the day giveaways and promotions on exciting new digital learning content like these and much more. And visit our friends at evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you for joining us at Storytime Anytime. Anne Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in and connecting across distance, division, and loss. In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave.